to One Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Bible, would you turn with me to the book of Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, and I won't keep you too, too long, famous last words, I won't keep you too long uh, today, but I I do have something that I want to share with you uh, that I believe is a a powerful, powerful thought out of the book of Colossians chapter 3, and uh, it says this, I'm just going to read four verses, it says, if then you were raised with Christ. I love that. If then you were raised with Christ. Uh, a better translation of that is, uh, is not if you were, kind of like maybe you were, maybe you weren't. It is actually since you have been raised with Christ, since you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are, what does it say? Above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things, what does it say? Above not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Let's pray together as we prepare to receive from the Lord's word today. Father, thank you, God, for your word. And uh, Lord, I just pray, even like my son prayed last night, God, help me to preach your word. God, we thank you that it is not dependent on me, but Father, it is good news. And Lord, we pray that the good news of Jesus Christ would shine through today. Father, we pray that there would be a fresh uh, reminder, a fresh vision, and a fresh uh, vision, God, for what you have done through Jesus. And Lord, we pray that joy would fill our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. I love this little passage of Scripture uh, because it just, it, it kind of points the direction. I believe that every single one of us should be thinking and should be looking at this Easter season. Here in these four verses that I just read, actually just in the first two verses, the Apostle Paul who wrote this passage of Scripture, he was a man who for many years had been against Jesus. He had actually fought against Jesus, but he one day had a turning point moment, and his life turned in a totally different direction. And here he is speaking about the impact uh, of the reality of Jesus Christ, the impact that makes in our lives. And in just the first two verses, he says the word above or, uh, or raised. There's kind of this elevated language three times just in two verses. He says, you've been raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ is. Set your mind on things above. I, I love that language. Uh, uh, above, raised up. Uh, that, that is looking not just downward, but is, is looking upward. And uh, it makes me think of, anybody remember the old show, The Jeffersons? So if you do, just raise your hand. If you don't, that's all right. Uh, I'll get some up, my, my more updated analogies back next week. But uh, I love that, that show, The Jeffersons. And it started, do you remember the theme song at the beginning of The Jeffersons? Who remembers the theme song? It said something like this. Moving on up, I won't, I'm not going to sing it, but to the east side, to a deluxe apartment in the sky, I, I, you can't help but sing it, you just want to sing it, but moving on up, 
till I, I finally got a piece of that pie. And I think, how many of you like that show? Do you like that show? I think all of us, even if you don't like that show, when that song comes on, you're just like, that's my jam. I love that song, Moving On Up. Uh, and, and I think the fact is that every one of us uh, resonates and can relate to that because I think within every one of us, there is a desire to advance. There's a desire to move up. Am I right? Anybody here, you're just like, I'm moving up way too much. I just need some, need somebody to tear me down. Any, nobody? If your neighbor has your hand up, just punch them or something, bring, tear them down a little bit. But all of us have that desire to move up. And the fact is this, that, that uh, left to our own devices, left to our own even personality, how many of you know that life just has a way of getting you down? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you don't, it doesn't take any external influence on your life just to get you down. Life in and of itself is, it just has a way of getting you down, right? Uh, the world that we live in just has this way of, of getting us down. Uh, we, we live in a downward world. You don't have to look very far before you can, you can see that, that we live in a downward world. I was actually listening to uh, the, the radio the other day. I turned on NPR, and there was two guys. Basically, the, their discussion was about how the whole world was breaking down. I was like, I'd like I need some good news, okay? And, uh, but we live in a world that is a downward world, uh, that, that tears people down, that, that breaks us down. And, you know, for many of us, that's the way we live our lives. For many of us, if we were to summarize our life on many days at the end of the day, probably the, the mantra of the day or summary of the day would have been, I started up and now I'm down. I, I kind of got pulled down, broke down tore down. Anybody ever had a day like that? I've had some days like that, and, and all of us have had days where we have just been brought down. In fact, the Bible says this, that, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So every single one of us, in and of our nature, in and of ourselves, ha just has this downward pull. Not only do we have a downward pull, but the world that we live in just has this downward pull. Left to itself, how many of you know the world is not getting better, it is getting worse? If you don't believe me, just leave your yard alone for like a year. How many of you know, if you leave your yard alone for, for like a year, some of you are like, I've done it, I, I can attest. How many of you know, your yard will not get better. You will not walk up and go, wow, the Garden of Eden, Right? That's not what it turns into. It will turn into chaos. It will not be taken over by beautiful flowers and, and nicely, you know, trimmed garden sculptures. It will just turn to total chaos. Am I right? Yes, everything. In fact, if you leave anything in your life alone, it's just going to go down. If you leave your health alone, it'll go down. If you leave your finances alone, it will go down. You leave a relationship alone, it will go down. Every single one of us, left to ourselves, there is a downward pull on our lives and on the world that we live in. And, and theologians say it this way, that we live in a fallen world. You don't have to try to get down. 
It's just the way you were born. We were born with this fallen nature, fallen tendencies, fallen desires. That's the human condition. But I'm glad to tell you today that's not the end of the story. If we came on Easter Sunday and we were like, it's just down. Everything's down. The world's going down. You're broke down, tore down. How many of you know we would not be very happy about that diagnosis, right? But the good news of the gospel is that although we live in a downward world, that is not the end of the story. Because although every single one of us left to ourselves have a downward direction built into our nature, there was a man who came and lived on the earth, and unlike every other person, he was not born with a downward direction. He was born, he came down willingly and lived among us. The Bible says that ultimately he laid his life down, although he didn't deserve Uh, punishment in and of himself, but he laid his life down willingly. He was whipped down. He was stripped down. He was beat down. He was nailed down, and ultimately he was laid down in the grave, but once again, not the end of the story because three days later, how many of you know, how many of you have heard it said, you can't keep a good man down? And so, although he was down three days later, he was raised to life, and that is awesome. And let me tell you why that's awesome. It's, it's awesome not just because that is good for Jesus. How many of you know if it was just good for Jesus, it'd be like, great for him, bad for me, right? I, we'll just like see each other. He's going up. I'm headed down. How many of you know that's not like good for me, right? But, but the good news of the gospel is that the, the, the work of Jesus Christ doesn't just change your ultimate destination in eternity, it changes your direction in life. And so followers of Jesus Christ, the scripture says here, since then you have been raised. The good news of the gospel is that we have a new direction that although we might live in a downward world, you through Jesus can live an upward life. And I want you to understand that whether you're today a follower of Jesus or not, God's plan and purpose for every single person is not a downward direction, but it is an upward calling. Paul says it this way, that I press toward the goal for the upward prize of the, or for the, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you today, everything God has for you is up. God's plan and purpose for you is up. His plan for your, for your life, for your, uh, for your career and your calling is up. His plan for your marriage is not down, it is up. His plan for your relationships is not a downward direction, it is up. His plan for your health is not a downward direction, it is up. Everything God has for your life is not down, it is up. Aren't you thankful for that? That in a downward world, you can live an upward life. That's the good news of the gospel, not just believe in Jesus and you go to heaven when you die, but believe in Jesus. Look at what he says, you were raised with Christ, not you will be, 
You were raised with Christ. If you've put your faith in Jesus, that's not just one day when this life is over. That is here and now. God wants to give you a new direction, an upward direction, an upward calling in your life. Are you thankful for that today? Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. God, everything God has for, for you is up. All right? Every purpose that he has for you. We might live in a downward world, but God's plan and God's purpose for you is up. If you were raised with Christ or since you've been raised with Christ. And so I believe God's will for every one of us is that we would live an upward life, that we do not allow the direction of the world to determine the direction that we are going, but even in the midst of a downward world and a downward pull, we could live an elevated upward life through Jesus. And so Paul talks about that in this passage, and he tells us some things that we need to do if we are going to experience the, the resurrection power of Jesus, if we are going to live out, not just theologically understanding the resurrection of Jesus, but actually functioning in the resurrection power. He tells us some things that we need to do, or I would say it this way, some keys to moving up. Anybody, you want your life to move up? Amen. Amen? All right. If you didn't raise your hand, don't take notes. If you did raise your hand, write these things down, okay? Three things, and this is right out of Paul's uh, letter here that we need to do if we're going to live an upward life in a downward world. The first thing that we need to do is we need to have upward priorities. Upward priorities. Look at what he says. He says, since then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. He's saying go after things that are above. Because you have been raised with Christ, don't just stop there. Go after the things that are above. Have upward priorities. Have an upward passion. Pursue things that are Above. Now, after the service today, we're going to have a, a visual illustration of my sermon because we're going to go out to the park and there's going to be some seeking that is going to happen. Okay? There's going to be some seeking that will happen. It may not be seeking things above, but it will be some seeking. But how many of you know when it comes time for those kids to pursue those eggs, they're not just going to stand there and kind of send out good vibes and wait for good things to come to them, right? I mean, it, it will get, that fallen nature may come out a little bit in that moment, okay? We believe in it. We, will see, we may see it demonstrated out there, okay? But, but uh, that, why is that? Because they are seeking something. They're going after something. And Paul says this, since you've been raised with Christ, seek things which are above, let me ask you this question today. What are you seeking? If there were to be an overarching goal or vision or purpose for your life, and you would say, I am living for one thing, what would be the one thing that you are seeking? If you had this week, if you were to sit down tomorrow and to write out your to-do list for the week, and you were to put an overarching vision at the top, 
what would be the one thing that you are seeking? Perhaps for some of us it would be uh, advancing in our career. Perhaps for some of us it would be uh, pursuing a relationship. Perhaps for some of us it would be you know, another like or another follower on social media. Perhaps for some of us it would be you know, a, a raise or an increase in our finances. The fact is that we are all seeking something. The question is, are, is what you're seeking above? Is it leading you up or is it leading you down? Solomon, one of the wisest men who, who ever lived, said this. He, he gave himself to seeking things that many of us would look at as good things. And he says this in, in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2. He said, I made my works great. I built myself houses. I planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards. He goes on to say that he, all these things that he built for himself, and then later on he says, therefore I hated my life. I did all of it for myself. I acquired all of these things for myself, therefore I hated my life. Let me tell you, one way to hate your life is to make your life all about you. Because if it's all about you, it has a downward direction, and ultimately, no matter how far you go in your life, if it's all about you, it's always a dead-end direction. And so, Paul says, seek things that are above. Jesus said it this way, seek first the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? It is the, the realm of God's rule and God's reign. And Jesus said, I want you to seek the kingdom of God. Pray like this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Most of us, if we're honest, we have a default setting to pursue our own kingdom. And, and many of those things aren't bad, but ultimately if they're not connected to something higher, something greater, we are living our lives with a downward direction. I believe within every one of us, there's a longing for something greater. There's a longing for something higher. There's a longing that, that no uh, amount of success, if it's just temporal, if it's just material, if it's just on the earth, that no amount of success can satisfy us because we are made for something higher. C.S. Lewis said it this way, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in the, this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. I want you to know you were made for something more than just living for earthly things. Paul says, if you are raised with Christ, since you are raised with Christ, seek things which are above. The first thing that we need to do if we're going to move up in God's plan is first we have to have upward priorities. But not only that, number two, if we're going to move up, we also need to have upward thoughts. We need to have upward thoughts. Look at what he says in verse two. He says, set your mind on things above. Now, who is the subject of that sentence? I'm not an English major, but, but you is assumed in that, right? He's saying you Set your mind on things above. Notice he doesn't say, ask God to set your mind on things above. He says, you need to set your mind on things above. How many of you know 
that everything else in the world, someone else can control. Someone can take control of your house. Someone can take control even over your body. But there is one thing that someone else cannot have control over, and that is your mind. You have the responsibility to set your mind. And if we're going to live an upward life, we have to have upward thoughts. We need to set our mind on things above. So oftentimes we allow the downward world that we live in to set our mind in a downward direction. Anybody ever had that sort of mindset? Yeah. A, a negative Debbie Downer mindset. I have been in that place before. And, uh, you know, that type of thinking has been referred to sometimes as, as stinking thinking. Anybody ever heard that before? You need to quit your stinking thinking. And, you know, that, that is true. The Bible says that we are to carry the aroma of Christ, but you will not carry the aroma of Christ if you have stinking thinking. I, I, I'll give you an illustration. Uh, a number of years ago when I was in college, uh, I bought a house as a summer project and flipped this house uh, as a summer project. My brother helped me with it, and, and I thought, man, I've got a great deal. This is a, you know, it was a, I got a really good price on it. And the reason I got a good price on it, the reason nobody else wanted this, it was a cute little house, but the reason nobody else wanted it is because it was this little 900-square-foot house, but the lady that was selling it had 24 cats. How many of you know you can get a pretty good deal on a, on a house like that? <laughs> and I thought, well, no problem. I'm just going to buy the house, and I, we'll, we'll get in, we'll move her out, and, you know, I'll spray some Febreze in here, and bada-boom, bada-bing, this thing, cha-ching, you know what I'm saying? And I have to tell you, I woefully underestimated the power of cats, okay? <laughs> and, and so I got her out. I, the, the lady I bought the house, she moved out. I didn't kick her out. Uh, she moved out. She moved out, but all of her feline friends did not move with her. I, I said she had 24 cats. There was a little addition onto that statement. She said she had tw I have 24 cats that I know of. How many of you know that I know of? That's, there's a lot of space that can come under that, that I know of number of cats, right? And so I got, uh, she moved out and I did everything I could to try to get the smell out of the house and I just couldn't get the smell out of the house. And, and here's the reason why, is that about every day or so, another cat came out from under the crawl space. A little demon just came <laughs> out of the crawl space. And if you're a, if you're a cat lover, move up, okay? But... <laughs> So I, I tried to get him out, and here, here's what I want you to know, is I, I, no matter how hard I, I tried to get rid of the smell, as long as the cats were there, the smell was not leaving. Let, let me say it this way, you can't get rid of the smell until you get rid of the source. And there's a lot of people that are trying to change their life, they may even try to to have some positive vibes, but they have never dealt with the source of their own thinking. And so they're like me trying to get rid of the cat smell, 
when they still have some cats in the house. And so if we want to change our stinking thinking, we have to learn to deal with the source, which is the wrong ideas that fill our mind. Have you ever noticed that the gospel is good news? Have you ever noticed that God gave us a book that contains, the Bible says, precious promises which give us the nature of God? And so many people, their, their house is under new ownership, but they still, it's still filled with some stinking smells because they're letting some of the old things of the past hang out rather than getting them out. And so if you want to change your life, you've got to change your thinking. Paul says, set your mind on things above. No one else is going to set your mind for you or for me. My mind is my responsibility. If there is things that are allowed to stay in my mind, it is no one else's responsibility. It is my responsibility. The scripture tells us that God will not he, he, doesn't, he, he tells us to set our minds, but he does tell us what to set our minds on. I believe that's why we're here today, because we need to fill our minds. Although we're in a downward world, we're not going to let the bad news dictate the atmosphere in our life. We're going to fill our minds with good news, and we're going to kick out the things that are bad news so that we will have an upward life. Set your mind on things above. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, that we are to take every thought captive. Just like I got some little cat traps. Oh, poor kitties. No, here's the problem with kitties. They grow up to be cats, okay? Sorry. I know I sound heartless. I sound heartless. I'm sorry. But we got to trap some thoughts in our mind rather than allowing those thoughts to just have free reign in our mind. He says, set your mind on things above. New thinking requires new information. The scripture says in the book of Joshua, verse one, or chapter 1, verse 8, God told Joshua as he was entering into this upward call that God had for him, he said, this book of the law shall not depart. This book of the law, the Old Testament specifically, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. That word meditation is a powerful word. Oftentimes in church we think, oh, meditation, that's kind of weird. No, that is not weird. It is in the Bible. The, it's Filled, the scripture is filled with encouragements to meditate on things. And the word meditation, it, it literally means to mutter something. It, it's to say it kind of like in a rhythmic way and that as you do it, it's almost like a, 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 an agitator on a clothes washing machine. You know how that agitator in the clothes washing machine, unless maybe you've got a front loader, I don't know, it doesn't apply, but you know how that agitator just twists and twists and twists and twists. What's it doing? It's pulling the fabric apart so that the water and the, the cleaner can get deep into the fabric so that it can be deep cleaned. How many of you know that just kind of washing a little water over it is not going to clean your clothes, right? 
The same is true of our life with the Word of God. We've got to meditate, fill our minds on God's Word, the good things that God has for us, so that as we set our minds, we are changing the direction of our lives. And so Paul says, number one, if you want to move up in God's purpose, you want to have an upward life, number one, you have to have upward priorities. Number two, you have to have upward thoughts. And then number three, you have to have upward habits. Upward habits. Upward, uh, upward priorities, upward thoughts, and upward habits. Look at what he says, and it's further on in the passage. He says this, Verse 8, but now you yourselves are to put off. Everybody say, put off. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Some of you are like, it's only 11 o'clock. <laughs> Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds, listen to this, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So Paul is saying if you want to move up because you have been raised up with Jesus, if you want to move up, in order for you to move up, there's going to have to be some putting off of some old things. Some putting off of some old ways of living. Some putting off of things that Listen to this, that you can have upward hopes, but if you have downward habits, you will never experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. You may be headed for heaven, but you may feel like you're not in heaven now. Why? Because it's not good enough just to have upward hopes. We have to have upward habits. Paul says, put off the old and put on the new. That word putting on, it's the same word or the, the, the literal meaning is like you'd put on clothes. How many of you got dressed this morning? From my vantage point, it looks like everybody did. And, and you did not just throw on any old thing. I mean, I just look at you guys. This is the best you've looked all year. I mean, I see some of you. I see some guys in ties. I see some guys in jackets. How many of you know it's a miracle Sunday today? Ties and jackets at one church. That's a miracle. I thought it was funny, Will. None of you here just rocked up in your PJs, did you? There was some putting off and some putting on. Why? Because the way you dress determines the direction you go, right? And so if we are to experience the life of God, we've got to take off the old and we've got to put on the new. Put on, he says, new, the new man, new habits, new practices that will help us to experience the life of Jesus. Now, why are we able to put on the new? Ultimately, we're able to put it on, not because of our own effort and our striving and our good attempts, but ultimately we are able to put on the new man because we have put on Christ. We have put on Jesus Christ. The Bible says this, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So if you want to put on some new habits, the way to do it is not first just to try to break the old habits, it is first to put on Christ. Have you ever seen the red carpet shows, or the, the red carpet at the 
the Oscars or any of the award shows, it's always so interesting. One of the questions they ask when people are coming down the red carpet, who are you wearing? You know, anybody heard that, guys? It's okay to acknowledge that you heard that too. Some of you, yes, you've, some of you have heard that. I'm wearing Versace. I'm wearing, that's the end of the list. I, know, I don't know, I don't know. Gap, I don't know. <laughs> but, but isn't it interesting that who they are wearing determines how they carry themselves? When you are dressed in that name, you carry yourself differently. And Paul says here that we are to have upward habits. We are to put off the old and put on the new, that we are to, to, to carry Christ on ourselves. Perhaps today you are trying to live an upward life, but if you're honest, there's some habits that are pulling you down. Perhaps there's some behaviors that that you just feel like, man, I just can't get that off of me. Anybody else ever, yeah? It's funny, when we talk about sin in church, it's interesting, the whole message is about the fact that every one of us is a sinner, and then when we talk about sin, we're like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not, I can't relate, you know what I'm saying? How, how many of you ever had something that you're like, I'm just trying to put that off? 16% of us? Okay, good. I'm talking to you then. All of us have felt that. The good news is that through Jesus Christ, the old has passed away, the new has come, that we can, through Jesus, regardless of the world that we are in, regardless of the fact that we may feel pulled down and beat down and pushed down, but that that doesn't, the world that we live in does not have to determine the direction that we live, that we can, through Jesus Christ, put on Jesus, and that we can live an upward life in a downward world. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? Amen? I'm so thankful for that. I want to ask the worship team to come back up. It's only 1112. It's a miracle, isn't it? I got another hour here. I got 10 more points. You know, the fact is that for every one of us, this passage of Scripture, what an amazing opportunity that the, the gospel gives us, that we can live a life not, not destined below, but we can live a life that is directed above. We can live a life that is a life in Christ. But I want to draw you back to how that passage begins. It says, since you have been raised with Christ. Or my version says, if then you were raised. The fact is that if you have not been raised with Christ, then no matter how hard you try no matter what effort you put into it, the reality is that every one of us, the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen. We have a downward nature in and of ourselves. And Jesus never said, I want you to go to church and I want you to be a nice person. He never said even, I want you to be a Christian. Here's what Jesus said in Mark chapter one, verse 15. He said, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand, that upward calling, that upward reality. And here was his message, two words. And here's what I want you to hear in closing today. 
Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the the gospel. This good news that regardless of the fact that we live in a downward world, that you can live an upward life. That through the death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection, we're celebrating today that you can live an upward life. But he says, repent. That word repent means to have a change of thinking that results in a change of direction. I want to ask you, if you would, all over this place, just to stand up and I want to ask our prayer team to come forward.